Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, December the 20th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life and God's goodness and that light of hope as we lit this fourth candle this week uh, on this Advent. May that light fill you and, uh, and just give you the direction. Because you know what? This week, that's where we're going. We are in our fourth, fourth and final week of Advent. Uh, and the coming is very close at hand. I mean, this is wonderful news. So what we're going to do, if you recall, when we left off on Friday, we left off with Matthew chapter 1, the uh, prologue that Matthew does with his genealogy. And had we read on Saturday, we also would have stayed in Matthew chapter 1, immediately following. Now, I'll reference it today as well, because it's, it's important, actually. But this week, brothers and sisters, we are going to be in Luke all week, and we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, because the truth of the matter is, uh, as wonderful as Matthew's infancy narratives are, we wouldn't have the three kings without Matthew. You know, we wouldn't uh, have the, the uh, going to Egypt and, and, you know, Rachel mourning for all the, the weeping children in Bethlehem. All those stories, that's all Matthew. But Luke's is the infancy narratives par excellence. They are so wonderful and, and so beautiful. So we're going to hear today a familiar story that uh, we heard, gosh, two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, 12 days ago. And uh, we're going to hear again on March 25th. We hear this story often within our Catholic circles. And uh, one of the most famous, but it is the Annunciation story. And then we're going to follow that through every day this week. We're going to get closer and closer and closer until, of course, we enter Luke chapter 2 on Saturday, right? So we're going to spend all this week in Luke 1. Good, good stuff. Well, how's that for an intro? <laughs> so, okay, we are going to go uh, Luke chapter 1 today, verses 26 to 38. Now, lest you think, wow, how much, how are we going to stay in Luke chapter 1 all week if we're already through 38 verses? Well, Luke chapter 1 is pretty, pretty long, pretty lengthy. He's got a lot to say. And there's lots of stories there to get to. Uh, I'm going to read it out of the message. Uh, I've read it out of before. That is Eugene Peterson's uh, translation. So let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, and the virgin's name, Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her, Good morning, you're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great. Be called Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever. No end ever to his kingdom. 
Mary said to the angel, But how? I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy, the Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son, old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is six months pregnant. Nothing, you see, is impossible with God. And Mary said, Yes, I see it all now. I am the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. Then the angel left her. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That is so good. I mean, again, I, I love Peterson's version of it. I, again, we just read it 12 days ago on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, right? And, and we'll read it, like I said, March 25th on the Annunciation. We might read it on the Assumption. Why not? I mean, it's just such a beautiful story. I think we read it September 8th on the Nativity of Mary. Um, but boy, I, I mean, does the story get better? Because it's, it's it, it, you know, it's, that, it's, it's all there. It's all there. I've said this before. Forgive me. I wasn't intending to talk about this, but you know what? I'm on it. Um, it captures everything. You know, we Catholics, <coughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> a little spice from dinner just, uh, just right there. Um, we Catholics pray a prayer uh, called the Angelus. You know, the bells ring at, at six in the morning, at noon, at six at night. If you're in Kiel, you hear the bells ring, and they ring three times. And the idea is the Angelus is the angels, right? The angel comes, the angel Gabriel, this story, comes to Mary. And, um, and uh, it presents the plan. Uh, and, and so essentially, when I say it's all there, that's what I mean is the Angelus contains it all too. The angel of God comes to Mary, presents the plan. Part one, first time the bell rings. Second time the bell rings, Mary says, yes. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. Third time the bell rings is, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So it jumps to John's gospel. Why do I say it's all there? Brothers and sisters, because that's it. That's the action of God, not only 2,000 years ago, that's the action of God now, today, in your life and in mine. It's all there. God presents the plan and says, you, you know, insert your name here. This is where I'm inviting you today. These are the people that are going to come in and out of your life today. These are the people that need you. I'm going to instill within you some, you know, way that that Holy Spirit within you is going to invite you to interact with them in a way or at least see them in a way, or love them in a way that is necessary for them. God presents the plan. And it may be hazy for us. I suspect 99% of the time it is. And we're running off gut instinct. But God presents the plan. And when we're awake enough, when we're, we're paying attention enough, and, and I don't say that in a way of judgment to you or, or to me. I, I, I think that's, again, didn't I say that that's spirituality 101? How do we become awake? Because God is present all around us. How do we join that flow? That's, that's you and I's greatest challenge. And so God presents the plan. And on those better days, on those better moments within our day, 
We understand it. We're, we're part of it. We're with the flow. We say yes to that, like part two, like Mary says. And then the action of God becomes real. The Word becomes flesh. God's life and love are seen incarnate, in reality, in the world. Because of our yes, because of God's action and ours, both saying yes, and something new is born. A new uh, life, a new possibility, a new hope, a new love, uh, a, a new day for those people we're interacting with. It becomes real for them and for us. It's all in here. It's all in this story. Okay, that was all tangent. <laughs> I hope that's okay. Oh, all that means is uh, I'm going to be going longer than I suspected. Okay, okay. Well, since I did that, well, let's make that point one. Let's make that point one. Brothers and sisters, Mary had a plan for her life. I mean, I, I mentioned that on Friday, right? Um, Mary had a plan for her life. Yet, the angel Gabriel presented what God's was. You know, it's that, you know, when we say the Lord's Prayer, I mean, you know this, it, you certainly don't need me to, to say this again. But when we say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I mean, ultimately saying, we're saying, of course, Lord, this is the value I put in front of me. It's hard. And you know what? Maybe nine times out of ten today, I'm going to blow this because I'm going to cling to my will. But you know what? I, I know this is the ideal, and this is where I want to go. And maybe nine times out of ten today, I'm going to blow it. But you know what? Maybe tomorrow, you know, maybe, well, maybe not tomorrow. Maybe next week, I'll be up to eight out of ten. And maybe next year, I'll be up to seven out of ten. But ultimately, what am I trying to do is, is say, your will, Lord, not mine. That I'm clinging to your plan, not mine. Because when it presents itself, it usually presents itself in a way, my friends, that we have to let go of our own agendas. We have to let go of our own control. And we have to step into the unknown. And we have to step into those places of, of change where we're out of control, where we don't necessarily know where it's going to go or where, how it's going to end up. And, and yeah, we might look foolish. And, and again, that sounds like I'm, I'm being sarcastic there, but no, I, I mean that in reality. And that's a scary and vulnerable place to be. I think Mary was incredibly vulnerable right here. She had a plan for her life. And yet when she was awake enough to hear, you are beautiful with God's beauty, inside and out. On this day, which was a good day, and she was able to connect with what was going on and understand what God was inviting her to, she was able to say, okay, like that last, I, I love how she says it. Yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Brothers and sisters, I hope you don't beat yourself up today. And I don't beat myself up today for not being at Mary's level. I think it's worth putting Mary there and saying, wow. In front of us, uh, whether that's, you know, however we do, whether it's remembering this story today and chewing on it, whether it's placing, you know, her picture in front of us today or a statue of her, whatever it is that reminds us, this is where I'm journeying. This is my walk. This is where I'm going. That same idea. 
of how do I become awake enough and in tune and understand the flow? What tools do I have? Because brothers and sisters, it didn't happen by accident. Mary didn't just wake up and, and, and was able to understand that day. How do we do that with ourselves? To open ourselves to the flow of God within the world, within our day, within our life. And then how do we have the courage to say, okay, I'm not sure how you're going to do it. She said, how my, how's this going to happen since I, I've never slept with a man? Doesn't make a lick of sense to me. We may not say it in that way. We may say, Lord, I don't have a clue how you're going to get me where you're inviting me to go. And God says, don't worry about that. I've got it all taken care of. I've got it mapped out, but you've got to say yes to it. You've got to be open to looking foolish. You've got to be open to being out of control. You've got to be open to being vulnerable. But if you trust me enough, I'll take care of that. And we just got to say, okay, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. You know, um, the other point I want to make, and I'll make it quicker, uh, but I think it's so good, is that whole idea of what's in a name? What's in a name, right? So, you know, the angel Gabriel comes to, to Mary and presents the plan and says to him, again, according to this translation, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be called great, be called the son of the most high. And, and he continues on, you know, about what that'll mean. But simply says, you know, almost in passing, and call his name Jesus. Gabriel's saying, this is what you're going to call him. Just like earlier, had we started earlier in, in chapter 1, Gabriel, who was really busy in chapter 1 of Luke, he visited Zechariah, said the same thing, you're going to have a child, and you're going to call him John. He's saying what these names are, because, you know, when we name something, it means something to us, right? And this is what I said I would, I would go back to Saturday. Had we read Saturday, you know, we hear Mary's decision here. This is Mary's yes, but Joseph had to make that same yes. Had we been in Matthew chapter 1 on Saturday, we would have heard Joseph's yes, because he was going to divorce her quietly, uh, because it wasn't his child with which Mary was pregnant. And he was going to, you know, divorce her quietly because he was a good and upright man. According to the letter of the law, of course, he could have had her stoned to death. But he doesn't. And the angel Gabriel comes to him in a dream. Remember, Joseph's the dreamer. If you go back to Joseph in the coat of many colors, he not only dreams, but he can interpret dreams. So when he wakes up, he interprets what the angel Gabriel had told him and understands what that means. And he takes Mary uh, for his wife. But what the angel Gabriel said to him in that dream is exactly what our first reading today says. It's a quick one. So I'm going to read it really quickly, but it's important. And it gets back to this naming idea, okay? So it's Isaiah 7. You've heard it a hundred times. The Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be deep as the netherworld or high as the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask. I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah said, Ugh, listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary men? Must you also weary my God? So here's the point. Here it is. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall name him 
Emmanuel. The angel Gabriel, brothers and sisters, quotes that to Joseph in his dream. So Joseph hears in Matthew's gospel that he is to be named, called Emmanuel. Mary hears and he's to be called Jesus. Again, you and I have nine months when we find out we're pregnant to, to dream what these names might be. And oftentimes we'll pick names that mean something to us. You know, um, our first daughter with Renee and I was named Mary. Uh, her name is Molly. That's her nickname, which means little Mary. But her real name is Mary Margaret because she's named after the Virgin Mary. She's named after, you know, in my side of the family, uh, my mother was named Mary. Both of my uh, sisters are named Mary, Mary Eileen uh, or Mora, which is Gaelic for Mary. And, and so we wanted to honor the Virgin Mary with our first daughter being named after her. That wasn't an accident. And, and, I, and I'm not here to talk about myself or, or Renee, but, but we name people for a reason, right? Uh, or, or Thaddeus is, is, I'm just using the examples here, uh, was a name that Renee had loved for years since she was young growing up and had always dreamed of having uh, a child named Thaddeus. So that meant something. And, uh, and you know, Seamus, Bridgie, Aileen, um, those are Irish names. And again, that Irish heritage, that, that again, that means something to us. And so we honor that through that. Well, God didn't just have nine months to decide what to name. You know, we, we name after saints. We name after uh, songwriters that are important to us. We name after actors that we've loved. We named after people that may have taught us and mentored us. And, and we name it after grandparents. And we name it. All these things are wonderful because they honor these things in our life. Well, God doesn't have a grandparent to name it after. God doesn't have an Irish heritage with which to say, hey, I want to pass that on. God's naming says something about his action in the world. And what does it say? Emmanuel means, of course, God with us. And Jesus means God saves. The two mean the same thing. God saves us. How? By being with us. Not by being apart. You know, I read a, uh, and I'll end with this, I read a, um, a, a little reading this morning from Richard Rohr, and uh, he was talking about how Francis really brought the Feast of Christmas to the point where it is now, that for the first 1,200 years, Easter and, uh, and the Good Friday and, and, and the Passion, the, the Holy Week and, and the death and resurrection of Christ were the sole focus but that Francis said, listen, God loved us from the very beginning, from the very beginning. And that's what Christmas is about, he, he was saying, and, and ultimately brought it to the holiday that it is now. And, and were it not for him, that, that we'd celebrate Christmas very differently. But the point of what Rohr was saying and the point of where Francis was pointing, and what, I guess what I'm trying to make very, very tangentially, is, brothers and sisters, God saves us by not remaining distant. God saves us by seeing us. And God saves us by saying, I don't want to just see you there. I want to be a part of your life. I want to be with you. I want to be of you. I want to be around you. I want to walk beside you. I don't want to stay away. I see you.
Isn't that when we know we're important to somebody? When somebody notices us? When somebody says, I see you there? Our God saves us, brothers and sisters, by loving us that much. Emmanuel, God with us. God saves Jesus. We know his mission already. It's told to us before he's even born. The rest is just how it's going to play out. But brothers and sisters, God sees you. He sees you individually, and he sees us, praise God, collectively. And in loving us that much, in not staying away, he makes us new because we know we're loved here and now. Boy, this is just the beginning. Who knows where tomorrow's going to go? All right, I'm going to try to make them shorter this week, but I'm no promises, no promises. Let's pray. And so we begin, of course, this Holy Week, and, and as God is always so darn good, we, we pray the joyful mysteries this week. And uh, the first joyful mystery is exactly what we heard about today, the Annunciation. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. So it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
Amen. My friends, have a wonderful Monday. Bless you. Thanks for breaking open God's Word with me. Let's do it more this week. God's peace.